0: So as you've maybe caught thematically a few times already this morning, today is Christ the King Sunday, or as it's also referred to, Reign of Christ Sunday. It is a day where we celebrate and recognize the kingship of Christ. Now, if I'm really honest, before we reached this year, I haven't really understood it or even liked it that much as a day, The only thing I've really kind of liked about it or remembered about it each year is that many years ago, comedian Stephen Colbert did a liturgical dance to celebrate this day, and it always makes the rounds in my clergy groups and friend groups every year. I've already gotten two text messages with this video this morning. So uh, Nick and I talked. He was like, if you want to do it, just do it. I have it ready. So we're going to watch it just so you can see what's in my head. So, so there you have it. That's what's in my head every year on this Sunday. And now it's in yours, too. You're welcome. Uh, Reign of Christ Sunday, to me, every year always feels so out of order. And you know me, I like my order. So it would make sense to just go with where we already are. And that is Advent and Christmas. I mean, right? So many people are already full in it. How many of you have decorations up at your house already? No judgment, just acknowledge it. Yep. See, there we go. I know I'm not alone in my dislike of this oddly placed Sunday. I know many congregations skip this day and make Advent one Week longer. And why not? Most of us love Advent. I love Advent and it it's my favorite season in the church, so can't we just get on with it faster already? Reign of Christ Sunday, this Sunday in the church year, also marks the end of the church calendar, which is another thing that doesn't really mesh with our sort of cultural reality. We start our new year in January, the church begins every new year at Advent. So it's confusing this day. And because I've never really understood this celebration, why we do it very well, I decided to do some research this week. So here's a quick history lesson for you history buffs out there. This holy day was originally named, prepare yourselves, the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. That's awesome. It was a day first set apart and named in 1925 by Pope Pius XI. Now, really, that name is better than just Reign of Christ Sunday, but we'll we'll stick with what we're given. He declared this day to be recognized due to what he felt was a worldwide increase in secularism and nationalism. In his writing about his declaration on this day, he said that manifold evils in the world were due to the fact that the majority of men had thrust Jesus and his holy law out of their lives, that these had no place in either private affairs or in politics, and as long as individuals and states refuse to submit to the rule of our Savior, there would be no hopeful prospect of lasting peace among nations. So we have this day, and despite today being almost 100 years after this original declaration, there are still constantly things other than God vying for the place of king in our lives and in the world. These words from 1925 still feel shockingly relevant on this day. So we have this Sunday before Advent where we make just a little space to think about who is king here on this day and in this place and at this time. Now I want to make clear that we do actually do this all year long. We don't just say God is king on one day a year. We do this all All year long. Now, we don't quite word it every week like the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, but we do try to ask ourselves every year who is King? And this last year, we we mark a different gospel every church year. So, last year, one year ago, we started our journey in the gospel of Luke. And we began last year with the question what will Luke's gospel tell us about Jesus this year? This is, in effect, the question we've been trying to understand through all of the lessons throughout our whole year. Now, if I had to try to condense what we've learned about Jesus and God this year down to just one sentence, I think it might be, didn't think it would look like this, did you? Over and over and over and over again in our scriptures this year, gospel and readings, we have seen God showing up where least expected, God welcoming those who have been ignored, God inviting everyone to the banquet. God going further than anyone could imagine looking for the lost. God calling out injustice and pushing the church to do better. In Luke's gospel in particular this year, we saw Jesus flipping the script, always doing the opposite of what people expected God to do and be in the world. We heard the kids say it over and over again, that's backwards. So then by this day, the last Sunday of our church year, this Reign of Christ Sunday, we come full circle to that question. What kind of king will Jesus be? Now, just in case we missed it over the year or we need to hear it again, the two texts I chose for this day bring the answer to this question in stark relief. And I'd like to start with the reading that Stacey read for us this morning. So we, are, we gather together, we wonder what this might look like to have Jesus as king, and Jeremiah says it for us. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch and he shall reign as king. And this king will deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. Earlier he says, I will raise up shepherds who will shepherd these sheep. And they will not fear any longer, and nor will any be missing. The name by which he will be called is the Lord is our righteousness. I think these verses from Jeremiah are just beautiful. And I love that they are in front of us on this Christ the King Sunday. Because in these words, we hear a word of hope. See, Jeremiah was writing to people that were just on the edge of hopelessness. They really weren't sure anymore if God even loved them, if they were still God's chosen people. They were feeling like God had abandoned them completely. And then here comes the promise Jeremiah gives to the people from God. Someone is coming for you, not in the creepy, scary way, in the good way. From the tree of David comes a righteous branch We know, us sitting here know now that Jeremiah is speaking of Jesus. And hearing this on this day, one week before we begin our waiting in anticipatory season of Advent, we also need to hear this word of hope. We need to hear that the end is where we begin. We need to hear this word when we are also waiting and wanting something different than what we see all around us. We hear these words this morning. We hear what kind of king Jesus is. We hear about the king who shepherds, who removes our fears and anxieties, one who deals wisely and executes justice and righteousness. Yes, please. Anyone else feel this way? I definitely want this In my own life, I want my fear and anxiety to be removed. I want a leader who is wise and acts wisely. I want justice to rain down all around us because it feels like everywhere I turn, there is another report of some gross injustice. I need this kind of king, and I need the hope that the reign of Christ brings with it. And this is why this day matters, because we need this kind of king in our lives. We need this kind of king in our communities and in our world. And while the community of Israelites had not yet experienced what the reign of Christ meant, we have. We have experienced the reign of Christ already. We experience it each and every Christmas We each experience it each and every day, honestly, when God breaks into the kingdom of the world. So how do we know and how do we see it? I think the way we tell if the kingdom of God is here or breaking in is by trying to understand what that kingdom looks like. Because honestly, this day, this whole celebration of Christ being king kind of means nothing if we don't understand what kind of king Christ is. And we can stand here and sing crown God with many crowns and all hail the power of Jesus' name, which we do, but it is not good news unless we understand and know the character of our king. And we do, we do know this already. We have heard it all year long. Our shepherd who seeks and finds, who cares for the least, and the outsiders, and brings us all into the family of God. Every time you see this happen, you are seeing the kingdom of God at work. Christ is king. We will see it this morning. We saw it already as we gathered around the baptismal font. We will see it again. We see it every time someone chooses love and kindness over hatred and division. I have a professor who, Rolf Jacobson at Luther Seminary, who talks about looking for orange cars on your drive. So how many of you noticed an orange car when you were driving here this morning? Ollie, nice. So probably most of you didn't because you weren't looking for it, right? You weren't looking for orange cars. And when you drive home today, you're going to see like 15 orange cars on your drive home because suddenly you have an eye for orange cars. And Raul says this is what it's like looking for the kingdom of God. And this is why we gather in this place. We watch it happen in front of us here so that when we leave, we see it and recognize it for what it is. After a full year of gathering and sitting and learning and wondering together about the kind of kingdom that God brings, we take this day to celebrate what it actually is is the way that god's kingdom is not like the kingdom of this world thank goodness today we wrap up the church year in celebration of the kingdom of god all around us and the reign of christ in our world and we do this in one way this morning with our scripture readings and the second one you heard was from paul's letter to the colossians now paul wrote a hymn to start this book about what this means now paul wasn't trying to explain it or simplify anything, but he wrote of what it means that Jesus is king. We call this part of Colossians that we heard this morning, the Christ hymn. Now Paul gave us this hymn and we don't have to know everything to sing it. We don't have to understand everything about Jesus to sing it. We don't even have to believe everything about Jesus to sing this hymn. But on this day, we celebrate that Jesus is king king. Even when things feel dark or difficult in our homes or in our world, Jesus reigns. So on this morning, I'd like us to say this Christ hymn together in sort of a call and response in celebration of a king who reigns on this day and on the days to come. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for in him, all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn of the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. And to that we say loudly and celebratorily, amen. So here we are, we have celebrated now the Christ is King. We are reminded just what that means. I don't know about you, but I might even like this day a little more than I have in previous years now that maybe I understand it a little bit more. You'd think I'd done that before a few years in ministry, but cool, cool, cool. So I have a blessing for you. Um, a friend of mine made to Harriet Carlson, she's a local pastor, Lutheran pastor. She w- wrote a blessing for us to declare what it means that Christ is king on this day. So I want you to hear this blessing as she gives it, for Christ the King Sunday. We dare to declare that Christ is king on the eve of a new year in the life of the church. Such a simple proclamation, yet easily forgotten, so central to our faith, and yet dangerous to speak in the thick shadow of empire. So on this day, dare to breathe and declare, Christ is king, the patriarchy is not. Christ is king, white supremacy is not. Christ is king, democracy is not. Christ is king, big money is not. Christ is king, the status quo is not. Christ is king, the church is not. Christ is king, and I am not. It rings in our ears like all lang sign. Christ is king, the first and last and truest word of all. So we take this promise, this good news that Christ is King and we are not with us into the world as we keep our eyes open for the Kingdom of God breaking in over and over again as we go in peace to love and serve the Lord.